With over 2.5 million active sellers across Amazon, it's becoming more and more difficult for you to stand out. If you're not re-engaging your potential customers, your competitors will be. Deploying sophisticated programmatic campaigns is critical for your business to stay competitive. Well, today, we're going to talk about Amazon DSP. It is a great tool for anyone selling on Amazon and even those who don't. We're going to help getting you up to speed when it comes to the Amazon DSP. Welcome to a new episode of Data Oak e-commerce podcast. I'm Raphael, I'm your host, and I'll be assisted with Pat, Amazon expert at Data Oak. Pat, what's up? Hi, Raph, how's it going? Uh, good, good. So you're getting ready for your Switzerland vacation, right? In, in a week's in time, a week, but there's still a lot of work to get done before that. That's you know? great. I, how, was, how was your summers? It, you were gone for a month. Yeah, we went in, in We the missed you, man, at Data Oak. Thanks, man. I, mean, I, I missed you, too. <laughs> Should I say that? <laughs> it, was, it was good to unplug for a little bit. No, we Where all did you go? Uh, north of France. I mean, we stayed in France. We went oh. in the north, went in the south. We stayed in Nice. It was oh, pretty wow. fun. Uh, yeah, dude, Nice is beautiful. Nice How is was the weather? Well, like, was God, it really hot? It was, it was super hot. Except the, the so the beach in, in Nice oh. is, um, how do you say that? It's not sand. It's like pebbles. Yeah, pebbles. pebbles. Yeah, so, so can you like really go into the water there? It, Does it hurt it your sucks. feet? It sucks. You have to take the, it hurts the feet. Like, completely. So, you, <laughs> so we, just take some painkillers. <laughs> just, you just don't go to the beach in Nice. <laughs> we took the train. We went like, you know, near Monaco and everything. Ooh, it was really fun. Fancy. Yeah, it sounds yeah. fancy, but uh, yeah, we stayed in Nice. So, but it was cool too. Yeah, I, I think that's the best way to do this out the front. For real, like, man. You know, base yourself in Nice and then, you know. So, yeah. yeah. My wife is, is American, right? So yeah. she discovered the French Riviera. For the first time? The first time. No way. And she was just like. Really? Blown away. Blown I mean, away, it's, right? It's amazing. Is, is that, the, is that like, like her favorite part of France? So far, yeah. I mean, when you only see Paris yeah. from in France, yeah. you're like, yeah. okay, France is cool, but yeah. it's super great. But it's great. so much more than Paris, right? <laughs> it's so much yeah. more than Paris. Yeah. Yeah. And she's discovering that more and more. Oh, wow. Yeah. Is, she, is she now asking you to move you know, uh, to the south of France, uh, uh, the fr- <laughs> the, all the All the friends are in Paris, so, you know, uh, Paris is Paris. It's, well, yeah. Anyway. Okay. <laughs> uh, yeah, so let's talk about Amazon GSP today. Yeah, let's do um, that. We're going to start with main question, what is Amazon GSP? Who is it for? When is it a good idea? Uh, how is it different from Amazon PPC? I think it's a legit question. Yeah. Uh, what KPIs should you be looking at when you run those DSP uh, campaigns? Yeah, absolutely. And some tips and tricks to finish. <laughs> so let's dive in. Uh, but let's start with the obvious question. What is Amazon DSP? <laughs> Raf, you know, that, that, that sounds like an easy question, but in, in this case, it's it's really not, you know. And I, I don't even know where to start <laughs> because, you know, DSP is such a vast topic. Um, I'll, I'll try to sum it up as, as briefly as I can. Um, so, so essentially, Raf, you know, Amazon DSP, it, it enables advertisers to programmatically buy, you know, display video and audio ads, mm-hmm. uh, both on and off Amazon. And off Amazon. Okay. Right. And you, essentially, so then you, you'd be able to show your ads, not only on Amazon, but Amazon owned websites and assets like, you know, IMDB and Twitch, you know, etc. In addition to on third party websites, okay. right? But, but but what truly sets Amazon DSP apart, you know, from other DSPs is that you can leverage Amazon's 1P data to reach highly targeted audience groups, you know, wh- wherever they are online. Got it. I mean, it makes sense. Uh, 
last sentence about 1P data and highly targeted audience groups. I'm, <laughs> I'm interested. Can you elaborate uh, yeah. on that, please? Yeah, absolutely. So, and, you know, that's the whole value proposition of Amazon DSP. So it's important, you know, that we break it down. So, so you know, Raf, unlike Facebook, which tells you what people like, mm-hmm. and Google, which tells you what people search for, you know, Amazon actually tells you what people buy, right? right. They have the largest database in the Western world yeah, of yeah. online shoppers and their shopping habits, right? As mm-hmm. such, when, when you're creating your campaigns, you can get super granular in your targeting, right? As an example, you know, you can target based on people's lifestyle, right? Target yeah. based on demographics or geographies. You can you can choose to target in-market segments, mm-hmm. right? Which is basically people who have a high uh, shopping intent. Okay. Uh, you know, uh, these are people who probably recently looked at a, a competitor's product. Mm-hmm. You can retarget too. And that is basically go after the people who saw your product but yeah. didn't make the purchase. You know, here's a little fun fact for you, Raf. Uh, you know, according to Amazon, only 4% of shoppers, you know, they complete their purchase during the initial product search. Oh, yeah. That's where DSP delivers a lot of value by allowing you to reach the remaining 96%. I, I believe in that stat. Like, for real. <laughs> I'm certain I'm one of those who are pulling that first-time conversion rate low. <laughs> so, so here, Raf, do, do you know what Tinder's conversion rate is? Bro, how would I know? I'm, I'm <laughs> Well, but you're also French, right? So the ring is uh, purely symbolic. Oh, please, please. <laughs> Babe, if you listen to this... <laughs> I'm not on Tinder. <laughs> All right, so what is Amazon DSP for then? Well, it's it's for those who have a lot of money to spend. <laughs> but Amazon plus huge spending don't usually go hand in hand, right? I mean, Amazon is where people go to save money with coupons. With, yeah, yeah. But you know, if you, if you if you want to participate in Amazon DSP, you need to commit to spending thirty five thousand oh, dollars okay. per month. 35, so unless okay. you're generating, let's say, millions in sales or are well funded, DSP is not uh, for it. you. And DSP is not available to you know everyone like PPC is that you know you need to be invited by amazon to use and, dsp and you need to be invited wow okay so yeah. that's a big buyer to entry with yeah. dsp right yeah. uh yeah. 35k a month yeah. you need yeah. to get invited yeah absolutely but but you know in in order to work around that just go with an agency okay. because you know look agencies have multiple clients right and and essentially they'd be able to split that thirty-five thousand dollar monthly mm-hmm. cost you know among several clients right so most agencies will run dsp for you for let's say five ten thousand per month and that way you needn't have to commit to, you know, spending $35,000 a month. And, you know, you can still be uh, okay. running DSP ads, you know. N- nonetheless, nonetheless, you know, DSP will still be expensive to run, right? Mm-hmm. One thing that makes it more expensive than PPC is that it's more of an awareness creation tool, okay. right? Of course, you can use it for other parts of the funnel, but awareness creation is the main benefit of DSP. Wait, why the emphasis on, on awareness? <laughs> good good question. So, so uh, Rafa, you know, DSP by nature is for those who are trying to create new, let's say, slash additional demand for their products, meaning it's for those who've already exhausted all of the existing demand on Amazon itself, right? Once their sales begin to plateau on Amazon, they need to look outside Amazon to make, you know, more people aware of their brand so as to hopefully drive sales in the future, right? Mm -hmm. That's one of the primary factors making DSP more expensive. Here's how. So those 
those who are browsing on Amazon are, let's say, you know, mid to bottom of the funnel. Mm-hmm. In other words, uh, you know, they have a high purchase intent, right? I mean, you go to Facebook and Instagram to stalk people in wild time away, right? Not on, uh, not to Amazon. Yeah. You go to Amazon only when you're either, let's say, somewhat interested or highly interested in buying something, right? As such, if I were to spend to show you an ad there, I'd have a higher likelihood of you converting mm-hmm. than if I were to show you an ad, let's say, on Facebook, yeah. right? Yeah. No, not to mention PPC is pay-per-click, right? While DSP, uh, you know, you're, you're paying for impressions. You're paying for impressions. Exactly, oh, exactly. Okay. So, so when you couple those two factors, you know, that, that people on Amazon have a high shopping intent and that you incur a cost only when someone clicks on your ad while with DSP you're showing your ad to people who, let's say, may or may not be in the shopping mindset. In, mm-hmm. in other words, they're more top of the funnel while, you know, uh, you're, you're paying for impressions. That's what, you know, makes DSP more expensive. So if it's that expensive, <laughs> isn't it like ideal to use DSP if your product are already expensive? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, could yeah. you could you maybe elaborate Absolutely. on that? Absolutely. So either expensive or, you know, if they have, let's say, repeat uh, purchase right. value, you know, yes. uh, that kind of a thing. Yes. Uh, so, so, yeah, expensive products have, uh, you know, a, a longer consideration period, meaning, let's say, people need more time to decide whether or not they want to make the purchase. Yeah. I mean, you know, think about it, Raf. If you, you know, want to buy, let's say, a jar of coffee, you know, you won't spend too much time thinking yeah. About it, right? If, but yeah. if you want to, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. maybe croissant. Yes, yeah, you'll spend croissant. a lot of time. <laughs> yeah, coffee. But, but okay. <laughs> you know your coffee. You know what you want. Exactly, yeah. right? You're, you're sort of addicted to a specific True. kind, right? Uh, but, but if you want to buy a cell phone, you know you're going to spend more time, yeah. right, doing your research. Mm-hmm. You, you'll read about the various models. You'll ask your friends and so on. Yeah. You know this extended length of time. You know you'd be spending doing R and D slash you know uh, contemplating the purchase is. Referred to as the consideration ah, period. I love right? it. Okay. Exactly. And this is an Amazon uh, coined term. Not, okay. uh, you know, I didn't make that term. Consideration term, period. So consideration it's so true period. though. It's literally like consideration <laughs> exactly. period. Exactly. Yeah, You're yeah. considering, right? <laughs> <laughs> and, and, and DSP, you know, given that it allows you to retarget is really good for that, right? Your, your propensity to make the purchase will be higher if the brand keeps retargeting you with their ad, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm. Now, if, if the product were something that's not expensive, it wouldn't make sense for the brand to retarget you because their CAC or, you know, cost of uh, acquisition would be higher, right? Because remember, with DSP, you're paying for impressions. Got it. So, got it. Got it. Super clear. Thanks, Pat. But you also mentioned something about the product having uh, repeat purchase potential. (laughs) Yeah. Why is that? Yeah. Yes. So so if you have a product that's not expensive, but it's the kind, you know, which people will buy repeatedly, you know, let's say like CPG products, right? Moisturizers, coffee, Mm -hmm. chocolate. I buy a lot of chocolate, like maybe too much chocolate. He's always giving, (laughs) guys, at the office every morning at 10 o'clock he's he's offering me chocolate. Believe me, if I I could inject cocoa into my blood, I would just do it. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry to interrupt. Go ahead. You, You can still run DSP ads, right? You know, if the product, let's say, is the kind that, you know, people will buy repeatedly. The the rationale being, look, although your CAC will be high initially, given that DSP is expensive, you know, while your products don't have the, you know, the the margin that expensive products do, you will recover those high CAC costs as a shopper, you know, as as, let's say shoppers buy your products repeatedly over time. But 
What are some of the KPIs one should look at when yeah. running DSP ads? Yeah, so firstly, look for impressions. You know how with PPC, you're looking at ROAS. With DSP, you have to look at impressions. Because remember, with DSP, you're paying for impressions, not yeah. clicks, right? And it's an awareness tool. So the more impressions you capture, the more awareness you're generating, right? Uh, the, 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 the next metric you can look at is, you know, estimated cost per detail page mm -hmm. view. So if your cost per detail page view is lower than, let's say, from one channel, maybe increase your spend on that channel and lower it for others, you know, let's say Facebook mm -hmm. and Google, etc, etc. So why? Because essentially, if this cost is lower for a particular channel, yeah. it's because more of the people who saw an impression clicked on it, thereby lowering, you know, the, the cost per detail page view. Estimated right. cost per detail page. Exactly, you got that right. <laughs> got so you, you know, the, the next thing, Raf, is you know you want to measure your branded traffic over time, mm -hmm. right? That, that's a search volume over time for branded search terms. Mean uh, because look, if you're creating awareness for your brand, yeah. you'd expect the search volume for your brand name to go up. And that, there's a host of tools you know out there like Helium 10, etc., which can help you you know with that. Yeah, uh, look, Amazon provides so many metrics here which help you assess the success of your brand mm -hmm. awareness campaigns you know example uh, new to brand purchases well, what new new to brand purchase yeah new to brand purchases are let's say people who are buying your product for the first time in the without last the, 12 months without the considerating consideration phase or anything just oh, no no it's, to, okay. these are basically people who are new to your brand Got it. these are people Never. you know who have never purchased products from your brand Got it. Got in it. the last 12 months new client new users. so yeah amazon yeah. considers them as being new to your brand right it's uh, Got it. yeah uh, and then um, you know you can also look at let's say uh, new to brand rowers you know percent uh, you know uh, the percentage of purchases new to mm -hmm. brand uh, you know new to brand effective cost per, uh, per purchase new to brand purchase rate uh -huh. it's it's a long list how much time do we have <laughs> <laughs> no, i mean it's uh, i love those new metrics i mean yeah. amazon comes up with so many new stuff and uh, new metrics i yeah, love that absolutely. i'm wondering on the walmart side yeah. is there any stuff as yeah. such yeah that, that's yeah. a that's a good question uh, you know you brought up so so look you know amazon built their own dsp you know and and uh, walmart though on the other hand you know they didn't do it themselves okay they worked with a company called trade desk so trade desk they white label you know uh, uh dsps for you so uh -huh. they built walmart's dsp for them okay but they, they also yeah they didn't do it in-house themselves, exactly. but it exists. Okay. Yeah, they, they okay. let's say, bought an off-the-shelf solution. But of course, you know, you can customize it and things like Got that it. because today Walmart also has a lot of 1P yeah. data. So, yeah. you know, yeah. Super interesting. Yeah. Uh, before we close this episode, do you have yeah. any tips and tricks for our listeners? I, I can think of a few. So, <laughs> so, so you know, Raf, when running off Amazon DSP ads, bid on unbranded slash, you know, category search terms, you know, along with the words on Amazon. Uh -huh. As an example, you know, bid on words like bed sheets on Amazon, right? Why? Because people who search for something like this have a, a you know, a, a high yeah. purchase intent, even if they're not on yeah. Amazon, right? That's a great. Yeah, great no. <laughs> I, I do my research. I do some reading. <laughs> 
<laughs> so and you know secondly raf you know complement with defense sponsored product ads of course. look you're paying to bring traffic from outside amazon to your listings mm-hmm. right the last thing you want to do is you know have shoppers land on your page see a competing product and then go and buy that competing product mm-hmm. as such you know you want to run defense ads and show your products on your pdps yeah, yeah. right i mean you can't you can never control fully where your customers uh hand up on which listing and where do they buy oh you right? can you can oh, so you can. so for example you can redirect them let's say to your brand store or you can redirect them let's say to a specific product etc yeah, yeah, yeah. and then if you're redirecting them to a specific listing on amazon yeah. like a specific product run defense ads and start showing your other products on your that same pdp see i see But if your listing sucked, <laughs> that's a different story. conversation. <laughs> Remember the art and science yeah, of, of PDP optimiza- optimization. Five, six, yeah. <laughs> so you know, I I also recommend running uh, you know ad console campaigns for branded search terms at the same time. Mm-hmm. Look, because you know if your DSP efforts work and you increase your brand awareness, you will also see an increase in branded searches, mm-hmm. right? So when people come to Amazon and search with your brand name, you want to make sure they see your products in search yeah. results. right yeah. and and uh, so it's another good thing you can do is you know use your own 1p audience data right as mm-hmm. an example you can upload a list of customer or prospect emails into dsp this right is bomb. This exactly is exactly wow. i know all you That's marketers ma- advertisers oh, man, love like, uh, the lookalike no, audience I, mean, <laughs> i didn't know you could do yeah, that with, with it's amazing yeah so create a lookalike audience and then run a targeting strategy off of that audience right and and yeah. finally you know negate certain audiences for accurate uh, row yeah, set yeah. right so look what what i mean by that is you know it's very easy with dsp to inflate your rows yeah. right if you don't want to inflate that if you want to keep it you know real so let's say if somebody has organically seen your product in the last you know 3 to 5 days negate them when you're targeting via dsp in the sense don't show your ad to these people who've just seen your product why? organically in the last 3 uh, to 5 days why because your product is still fresh in their mind right and if they buy they will probably going to buy anyways regardless of whether or not they see your ad the next time they come fair. to amazon fair that's a good one i'm i'm glad you think like that sure. <laughs> that was that was great Thank uh you. i really hope that uh, all of you guys uh, you know like learn a bunch of new stuff on amazon dsp and we we encourage you i know the barrier of entry is <laughs> yeah is high yeah goes for agency go yeah. go with an agency yeah and you know the thing is raf because of how vast this topic is we couldn't cu- touch on so many aspects yeah, yeah, yeah. like yeah. you can get really yeah. custom with your creatives on you know with dsp yeah. than you can with ppc but uh, you know uh, we can't squeeze everything into one episode course, maybe I'm, there'll be a part 2 or something listen know? guys if you want to send us any feedback oh, yeah. and if you want to Absolutely. dive deeper uh, I mean all the metrics we heard and more yeah. tips and tricks on Amazon GSP yeah. and 3 something that is interesting you or please, talk about just chocolates and Roger Federer about, exactly you know? <laughs> also do an episode just on that <laughs> and we will we will people we'll do uh, Amazon and Federer we'll try to get him on the show I hope one day uh, thanks guys for uh, for listening until the end of this episode uh, Pat thank you let's so hope, much yeah. <laughs> let's hope nobody died during the, the episode Pat well, thank, thank you, you so much Absolutely, it was it was a pleasure. Thank you. Uh, pleasure is all mine. Uh, see you next time for uh, a new episode of Data Okie Commerce. See ya. Bye bye. Podcast. Bye bye.